You're listening to an Amplify podcast. With baby names? So this oh, was this generation. Yeah. So this topic, um, I, had, I heard about this on the project a few years ago with Kitty Flanagan still on when she was doing her little thingy. And then um, she was saying about how certain names will never actually... Uh, you rarely ever see names like those as CEOs, like Kitty. Yeah. Because it doesn't sound as professional. Um, well... Um, I just want to say something. Kitty is usually an older name. You'd find a lot of older people named Kitty. I know a girl named... I used to know a girl named Kitty. Really? Yeah, like it was... young-ish? Uh, she was the year below me. Okay. So, she's in year 10 now, I think. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. But not just baby names. I'm thinking of stupid names in general. Yeah. Well, like Chris Martin's daughter. Her name is Apple. And then there's um, Kim and Kanye's kids, which are oh. Northwest and Saint West, which I don't mind North. North is a good name, and it seems funny because it's Northwest. It's Northwest. It's directional. Yeah. yeah. But Saint seems a bit hoity-toity. Yeah, it seems very religious. Yeah. And... A little, just a little bit um, unnecessary. Yeah. And um, this topic came um, came back to me because in England, um, the public got to vote on a research boat name. Ooh. And the winner was Boaty McBoatface. I love that. That makes me really happy that its name is Boaty McBoatface. And so... Young people, my, my favourite. That's why we're on Amplify. Yeah. Youth, represent... And the guy who actually suggested the name, he apologised for it because he didn't think that it would win. And everyone, like, all the officials are going, we can't have an important research boat Name called Moti McBoatface. So, what are some unusual names? Because I know a girl whose, nick- whose nickname is Princess. So, thankfully, it's not her actual name, but she goes by Princess. Nicknames are okay, but yeah. actual names... Uh-uh. Yeah, so I don't mind the nickname Princess, but some if it's an actual name, that just seems a bit if. Yeah, just like, yeah. what are you doing? That's like the name of a cat, yeah. not a human. Yeah, and um, apparently my grandfather's uncle, is his name is Baby, because there's a story, Ooh. apparently there's a story behind this. So they couldn't decide on a name, so when it came to having to actually do the paperwork and put the name down, Baby just stuck because they kept on calling him Baby until that point. So they figured they would just keep calling him Baby. And I think he's in his 70s, possibly 80s. And his name's Baby. (laughs) Ugh. I just... I just... I feel sorry for the guy. Yeah, I feel sorry for the guy. Um... There's an episode of Friends, season 10, I think, believe season 10, when um, Phoebe and Mike are dating, and Mike is dating this woman named Precious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and um, So they're going out on a date, and Mike's at the restaurant, and this is while Phoebe and Mike are broken up. Okay. And um, Phoebe's at Mike's house, because they're secretly dating. Shh, don't tell anyone. <laughs> um, and Precious comes over to see if Mike's there, but he's not. And he's just like, hey, I'm Mike, but where's Mike? <laughs> and it's just like, okay. And Phoebe's just like, I'm Phoebe. No, okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. Start again. So um, Precious comes over to Mike's apartment and says, just like, knocks on the door. 
Phoebe answers and says, Who are you? I'm Precious. And Phoebe replies with, I'm Phoebe. And then Precious rants about, like, You mean Mike's ex-girlfriend, Phoebe? Love of his life, Phoebe? <laughs> um, and then later on, um, <laughs> um, Phoebe um, wants to talk to Precious. And she says, Susie, can I call you Susie? <laughs> and Precious is like, no, my name is Precious. And it's just like, yes, okay. Um, and just there's a rant, and it's really horrible. And <laughs> you find out that she got dumped on her birthday. Oh, uh, yeah. Which is super sad. Amplify on Sin 90.7. Right now, we're going to head into Le Thomas analysis. So for any new viewers, or listeners, really, the Thomas analysis was a theory that one of my friends, one of my co-hosts came up with last year when I was doing Awkward Stage. And they said I had a vast knowledge of music. And so I was just you like, do have a vast knowledge of music. Do I really? Yes, it's scary the amount that you know. I mean, I know a lot about comic books, but I don't know that much. Yeah, well, okay. My true sort of fortes are music and public transport, which is sort of a weird mix. That is a very unusual mix. But anyway, so um, today on the Thomas Analysis, which is a theory, blah, 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 etc., etc., um, and my co-host was just like, hey, so you know about music, right? You should totally do a segment called the Thomas Analysis. And so he suggested that to me last year, and I was just like, uh, not sure. But this year, woohoo, it's happening. So this is like the eighth the Thomas analysis that we've done so far? Eighth or ninth? Yeah, eighth. Okay, so um, this week on the Le Thomas analysis segment, I'm doing Brand New Eyes by Paramore. So, Ashley, have you heard this album before? I'm not too sure. I've heard a fair few Paramore songs, yeah. but I never know what album they're from. Well, the main single that everyone knows, and everyone who's not even a Paramore fan knows that the only exception oh, yeah. by Paramore is on this album. Okay. So it was the third studio album released by the American rock band Paramore in 2009, specifically September 29th, 2009. So coming to the end of the year, so a great pres- Christmas present. <laughs> yeah, or birthday present. Yeah. Because mum's birthday is September 29th. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, And it was released through Fueled by Ramen. We've talked briefly about Fueled by Ramen before. Yeah. So they house Panic at the Disco, uh, Fallout Boy, Twenty One Pilots. Fun. Yeah, all the all the good people. Um. So yeah, it was just released by Fueled by Fueled by Ramen in um America and Canada, not here because we don't have Fueled by Ramen here, unfortunately. Um, they run a YouTube channel, Fueled by Ramen. I'd suggest you check that out. They have some pretty, like the old Paramore packing videos were my favorite because there's literally a video where. Hayley Williams, who's the lead singer with her super cool hair, um, talks you through how she packs her suitcase when she goes on tour. <laughs> I need to watch that. Yeah, so it's really cool. So um, the album released before this was called The Final Riot, and Riot had an exclamation mark on the end. And after this album was the 2010 Summer Tour EP. So it was just like a little live thing. Just, hey, we're here. Listen to us. Making money. So, um, I'm surprised by this, but it's such a good start. So, it debuted at, um, number two on the Billboard 200. Yeah. Which is, like, peak. It sold 184 
184,547 copies in the in its first week. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's a surprising, surprisingly specific number. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what else? What else? What else? Um, it was their biggest album on the on the charts. Uh, um, until their safe their self titled album debuted at number one in two thousand thirteen. But this album, the one that I'm talking about today, Brand New Eyes, actually did better than their self titled one. I reckon. Um, now the genre is pretty funny because I'm just like, okay, I represent all of these. So there's alternative rock, pop, punk, and emo pop. Yeah, that's not new. Um, emo pop really doesn't suit Paramore, I don't think. They're very rock oriented, I reckon. Yeah, I don't see them as an emo type. Yeah. So, um, it's 40 minutes long almost oh more than 40 minutes long so it's 40 minutes and 18 seconds long <laughs> just to be specific yeah exactly uh so the album produced five singles so ignorance brick by boring brick which is quite a good single the only exception everyone's favorite careful and playing god all of these have been commercially successful in the u.s yeah. So they all did pretty well in the US, but you may not have heard of some of them here because I've only heard of the only exception. Really? Yeah. Um, I think so. Lots of people know Brick by Boring Brick. Well, if I heard the song, I'd You'd probably, probably know it. Yeah. Know it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it topped the charts. Um. In many countries, including here in New Zealand and Ireland and the UK. Yeah. Um. So let's see. Let's see, shall we? Ignorance was the first single, and that was released on the 7th of July, 2009. Brick by Boring Brick, second single, November 23, 2009, so just before the album came out. Um, the only exception, the third single, the one that everybody knows, which we might play later, believe it or not, maybe, just have to wait and see, um, was released on February 17th, 2010. Careful, fourth single, July 12th, and... Playing God, which is the fifth single, November 15th. So after the re- release of Riot, exclamation point, um, in a non-stop year, because they had a blog, they just like typed like, hey, what's up fans, we're going on tour soon, get ready for a new album, people got excited. Um, but they had, they, they posted saying they had internal issues. So like band internal issues. Um... Yeah, they cancelled a couple of shows. There was some speculation around the band that was going to break up. So, so what was the actual internal issue? Nothing really. It's just that they hadn't been working together well. Just oh, yeah. Lack of creativity. You know, uh, yeah. what every band goes through. Any band or friendship goes through that. Pretty yeah. much. Um, so, yeah, and there was just some controversy and some speculation. So just like, are they going to break up? Or, you know, they might stay together for, like, another album and then break up. But, hey, they've been broken up with only two surviving members left, though. Sad. Last year, a band member left. R.I.P. He didn't die, but he died from the band. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So, um, the band's from Franklin in some U.S. state. Forgot which one. I'll find it. Hold on. I don't know. Yeah. Um, we've talked about No Doubt before. We talked about it, we sort of briefly talked about it last week. Yeah, we mentioned it. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
in 2009, in May, they finished the album, and then they went on a tour with No Doubt. So that was super cool, and they were just like, hey, it's No Doubt, woohoo! <laughs> yeah. Uh, they released CDs and a DVD, like a live show and everything. Um, yeah, commercially did pretty well, just all up there. There are 11 tracks on the album. Yeah. Um, most of them were written by Hayley Williams, and just... Um, the Farrow brothers who left after the album, which is sad. Amplify. 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 I wanted to discuss a problem that has been happening a bit, and I wanted to ask the question and get people to respond, because I actually don't know what to do. Yeah, okay. So, just before, if you forgot, you're listening to Amplify on CN90.7. And if you want to send us anything, you can um, send it to us on our Twitter or Instagram or Snapchat or Tumblr, Just which is... any at- of the ways that you can comment on yeah, things. pretty much. Comment. At okay. Amplify Sin. You can also um, connect with us at Facebook, on Facebook, at Amplify On Sin. You can also find, if you've missed some a couple of shows or just all the shows and you're a new listener, you can find us on Omni app. So O-M-N-Y app dot com forward slash shows forward slash Amplify. So the question I want to ask is, when is it okay to go higher up from your teacher or your boss and complain about them? Does this not just complain or just really... Like file a complaint against right, them. okay. Yeah. So at my sister's school, which is my old school, mm-hmm. we have this sports teacher who I'm going to call Mr. X. Ooh. That sounds so Why professional don't you just use his first initial? What's, what's the first, like the last name? No, but because I know I have some people who listen who go to oh, that school. Okay. So I have to call him Mr. X. Fine. Well, we now know it's a Mr. Watch out all male sports teachers out there. It might yeah. be you. So him and I, we never really got along. Oh. Because I don't like sport. Neither do I. And I it's I, just a, such a shock for most boys. It's just like... I say I don't like sport. They're just like, what? How? How do you not like sport? I don't like it. Yeah. And so I don't like sport and I don't play sport. And I have a crazy fear of dodgeball where balls are getting thrown in my face. In my general direction. Yeah, in my general direction. And so um, the teacher would always hate me for that because I would never participate properly in Mm -hmm. these sports because he then also make me have asthma attacks when I'm in a run and he just make me continuously run while having an asthma attack. In um, PE, a lot. Like, last year and the year before, when I was in year 7 and 8, occasionally we used to play dodgeball and I'd sort of participate. Like, I'd be there, but, like, not doing anything. I'd be, like, collecting the balls at the back and giving them to yeah. all the sporty people. Yeah. Um, I'd be and always... I'd always be the last one left. Yeah. And so my team would be just, like... Catch the ball! And I'd be like, no! It's a a thing flying at my face. I don't want it to come anywhere near me. Well, we were once playing this game where someone, if the other team hit that certain person, the game was, um, your team was out. And so the teacher was yelling, because I, so my friend was the person who was um, that person who couldn't get hit. And so the teacher made me go in front of him. Oh, and so dear. he was like, Ashley, get her in front. Participate. And I'm like, no, I'm not 
participating. That's and me every day last, in PE. And it was our last sports lesson, and he was writing reports, and oh. I was like, I'm not seeing you next year. I don't care anymore. PE is the most useless subject. Yeah. Goodbye. Well, there was a downside to me doing that because my sister now has him. And my sister is actually a sporty person. She plays netball. and her Your sister friends... is a disappointment. Yeah. yeah. Well, her and her friends do sports, but apparently in Mr. X's eyes, sport... dancing is not a sport. Ugh. So Masculinity is so fragile. So there's been a few issues with him where my sister was sick and she couldn't actually do sport, mm-hmm. and he made her do sport. Some people. Yeah. Some people. And so, that not only that, but um, he's very sexist towards the girls. Okay, this this is just getting off off hand, really. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, apparently, today or sometime, my sister was telling me that this one of the girls in the class, she's got a dancing competition coming up, mm-hmm. and therefore she has to have the long nails on. Yeah. And um. The teacher was getting really um, frustrated. frustrated because they were playing netball and apparently oh, it could yeah. destroy it. And she's like, yeah. I'm doing as much as I can. Even without these nails, this is as good as I will be. And um, he he even at one point singled her out because of it. Ugh. And so it's the question of, are we just overreacting at his situation or do we actually go above him and complain? Because... Yeah. It's that fine line. Between after, pleasure and pain. Yeah, and where also, once he finds out that the class has complained, it's going to be worse for the class because he can take, take out, it out. Yeah, take it out worse. Yeah. I think on that sort of scale, complain. Yeah. Like, if you're being homophobic, racist, sexist, anything, that is just no-go zone. You can leave. Yeah, well, the one of the, the girl walked out for about two minutes, and I, I said to my sister, just walk out for the entire class and go complain. Exactly. Or if like a heap of you are pissed off, get everyone get up at the same time and storm down to the principal's office we if are, you have to. We're not condoning complaining, but yeah, but in if this circumstance, yeah, if it's really getting out of hand and you don't feel comfortable, and you go talk to someone and see yeah. and ask. The best way to do it, am I overreacting or is this actually a problem? School. So then you're not actually properly properly complaining, but you are, you are arising the issue so yeah. others are aware. And then when, with enough people bringing up this problem, it will actually be seen. Yeah, school is a place where you're supposed to feel comfortable yeah. with what you do. Especially with sport. At the younger years, they're wanting you to enjoy sport. Yeah. But the way that they're doing it is making kids actually dislike sport and mm. go away. And especially since he's singling out the girls in a time where the government are doing the Girls Get Active campaign. Program. Yeah. And so it's basically going, hey, government, I don't care. Yeah. Type thing. Well, people have a curriculum that yeah. they need to follow. And I'd just like to point out at my school, um, in year seven and eight, you are, the regime is. Boys go with boys and girls go with girls. Yeah. Which, honestly, I don't like at all. I feel very singled out and very, um, it's not comfortable at all. But this year in Year 9, 
PE is still compulsory, and they sort us into, um, like, physical ability groups, which I'm a bit more comfortable with, but I'd like to have the option to not do sport. Yeah. Especially in year nine. Like, I don't... I've made it through junior school. You should give me the option if I want to do PE or not. Yeah. Well, year 10, we got the option to do sport or not, which is good because we were finding out what we wanted to do for BCE, which I was good. I was happy about because I no longer had to do sports that I was not liking. Yes. But it was also the thing about how um, it, it was really just singling out all the girls and just didn't feel comfortable yeah i understand yeah this podcast was brought to you by amplify 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 the sound of underage melbourne